0: saint said. Amen. Thank you, Kim. Amen. As you think about the whole idea of um, take me to the king, I think that's so important. As we uh, come this morning, we're dealing with remember I said there were three words. One was steadfast mm-hmm. and the other two words are what? fresh eyes. What are they? Fresh eyes. <laughs> uh, I said there were three words I wanted to share with you this morning. I shared the first one with you about being steadfast. And um, and now we want to talk to you about the whole idea of fresh eyes. Um, with the whole idea of, of fresh eyes, uh, because uh, I don't want to rush it, then it probably be a two-part thing here, but we want to make sure that you, we understand what it's all about. Can we see it in back? Are we OK in back? Can we see the board? Uh, OK. Um, as we look at this whole idea of fresh eyes, we want to look at what it has to say to us. First Corinthians 4, 3 and 4. Second, I'm sorry, Second Corinthians. I'm looking at it, right? and <laughs> I'm asking, can you see in back? <laughs> okay. Second Corinthians 4, three, uh, uh, 3 and 4. Let's read together. But even if your gospel is veiled, it's veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age have blinded, who doesn't believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God should shine on them. Well, it is God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, who have shone in our hearts to give light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Now, as we look at this introduction, I thought that we we'll were first. Open in prayer. Father, lead and guide us in our time when it comes down to your word and what it has to say. And may we understand that we have it. It's just that we just need to put it into place fresh eyes. Eyes that see life from a different perspective. You're giving us the eyes. It's just a matter of us just opening to see. Because it affects how we respond to life what it takes to get fresh eyes. May we see the steps necessary. Great is your faithfulness, it's in Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said. So, Joe Madden gave his team a great insight as to what it would take to win the World Series. And his points can be used in more areas than just sports. Oh, they're celebrating right now, but back in the spring, Back before, you know, th- th- they kept saying, "Well, maybe next year, maybe next year." Joe Madden sat down with his guys, and he had he had what he called the whiteboard. Matter of fact, uh, ESPN uh, has the whiteboard if you want to go back and look at it. And uh, he has his whiteboard of what he had to say to these guys, and um, and I kind of uh, kind of uh, abbreviated for our purpose. But he gave them a game plan as to what we're going to do. All the way up to the World Series. I want, he says, it's not it's not the winning of the game, guys. I'm concerned about you in the midst of the game. I want you to see that other folks are going to try to take you out. And when they try to take you out, there's some points I want to keep in, you to keep in mind. So this is from an uh, unbeliever. Here are his points. One, what is it? Embrace the target. What do you see, guys? What is the target that you see right now? What do you think we're trying to do, win a game today? Is that what you, you've been a bit out of shape? You lost today? Don't, don't lose sight of what's going on today. That's not our target to win today. It's to win the World Series. Embrace the target. Next. We all have a set aside our personal agendas. We all need to set the board. I think that, you know, the Lord would say, that's that's exactly what I want you all to do. Mm -hmm. To set aside your personal agenda. I I beseech you there, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. A sacrifice means you do not have your own agenda anymore. Next, all do our job. Everybody do their job. Nobody just come to church and watch. Or well, you don't come to, to, the, to the field and watch. Everybody has a job. Everybody has to do something. I talked to you about the 80-20 rule and that in most churches that's what it is. 20 people do the work and 80 people sit back and ride and ride it. It's 20 people who wear themselves out and doing a number of things when if everybody got involved, boy, it'd be so much better. Yeah. But this is what he actually, this is on the whiteboard, as I say, ESPN. If you check it out, that's what he put, this is what he actually told his team. This is what we're going to do. Then, number four. No, yeah. No, yeah. This is an unbeliever now. He said, guys, when you get out there, I want you to know one thing. You're not perfect. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to get out there and drop the ball. You're going to, at, a, at, the, at a very key point, you're going to drop the ball and everything else. But understand something. You're not perfect. Saints of God, listen. Our position in Christ is what? Perfect. We are made the righteousness of Christ but there are times when we mess up. But if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I'll struggle with folks who think they're perfect. Now we have to work with their vocabulary <laughs> to get them back on track. Oh <laughs> help us here, okay? Number five. We are our own little planets and rotate around the same goal. We we take personal responsibility. We all have our own responsibility, but we are all shooting toward the same goal. Each one of us, matter of fact, let's put it in the, in the Christian vernacular. Each one of us have a gift that the Lord has given us. Have now, we don't measure our gift with the other person. We we do what we have to do. I appreciate Kim Richardson. I really do. I don't tell her enough. I really appreciate her. Okay. Um, I, I appreciate what she can do and what she's capable of doing. I think that she's operating below what she's capable of doing. You see? So I will not hold her back any way that I can make room for her to operate. Then amen. That's what I want to do. Because the goal is that Christ is glorified as a result of it. You get the idea? There's no little person in the congregation. Each one of you are special. Quit thinking like that. Who, who told you that? Show me the papers. Six. Six. Do the simple things better. Uh, just, just the simple things. Get good at doing the simple things better. Well, I can't do all that hard stuff. I can't remember. Just, just do the simple things better. Good, better, best. Never settle for less until your good is better. And your better is, but you have to start off with good. So so do the simple thing. What things right now that you think is so insignificant that won't matter? Quit feeling sorry for yourself. That's not a simple thing. That's a defeating thing. Seven. Hear what I'm saying. The process, the word process is fearless. It has no feeling. It's we who are in the process. That's where the problem comes in. The process has no feelings one way or another. It's how we, when we're in the process, how we respond to it. That's why we spend a message on process, being in the process. That's why why Joseph and even Job, yea, though he slayed me, yet will I trust him. I'm in the process. I don't know the outcome, but I know one thing. I know God. so the process is fearless and so these are this is not scripture this is a man <laughs> okay and so when they're when they're celebrating it's through all the games the games that they lost and they list all the games that they lost and all the games that they won i know they won pretty close to about 180 games or more you see and, and the thing about it is that when they won the games, they, lo- they lost so many games, but the final thing is, they're the, they're the champs. They had the right to wave the flag, W, because they stayed with it. Uh, are, are you with me right now? Okay. He wanted to give them clear eyes as to what it takes to win. Because when you win, note, notice this, when you win is more than the team winning, Millions of people came and rejoiced. You know what one person wrote? God forgive them. Now I can die. I said, no, you don't. <laughs> you better not die without Jesus. <laughs> They've been waiting so long. They said, now I can die. Oh, please, it's a game. Wake up, you know. But I can understand them. Do you see what happens when you are a winner of what it does to other individuals? When you stay with the plan, my goal this morning is God has a plan. It's not his. It's not Matt's plan. God has a plan out of Scripture. I want to show what those, those, those plans are. But God has a plan, and but he wants us to follow it. See, Follow the plan. You, you'll get over, and others will be blessed. Simple? That's, that's very important, very important. Fresh eyes from God are only given to those whose whose sins have been forgiven through the blood of of Christ. Our approach to life is designed to be different. You're saved to be different. You think you're better. I'm I'm different. Because the Lord has made me different. Let's take a note here. There are many occasions in Scripture when a a fresh uh, uh, look from God's perspective made a tremendous difference. Remember Moses' encounter with God? what Moses saw before he met God and then after he met God two different things I think also when it comes down to Paul encounter with God with Christ and the whole idea was that Paul was a was indeed he was one who was all out there persecuting Christians and everything else and, and the Lord said Saul Saul why persecuted thou me and he said uh, who art thou Lord <laughs> says, it is Christ who you are crucified. And he went on to lay. And the next thing you know, from that point on, Paul says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life I live in the flesh is not by. It's by faith in the Son of God. Who loved me and gave himself for me. So I, I think it's important. I think it's important that when it comes down to Paul's encounter with, 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 with Christ, God gave him fresh eyes. And then the centurion, the, the centurion, his, his, his servant was sick. And, and, and he, he came to Jesus and he said, Jesus, I, I need you to heal my servant. He said, well, I'll go with you. He said, no, 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 you don't need to go with me. He said, I'm, I'm in the service. I, I know what it takes. See, I know what it means to be. See, I know you in leadership, and I know all you have to do is speak the word. Just speak the word, and I know that he'll be here. You know what? Jesus was. It says that Jesus was astonished, and Jesus said, "I have not seen such faithless would like this in all of Israel." I, I can imagine the disciples. What about us? And, Shut up! All the Israel. All of Israel. This guy saw it. He actually saw what it is. The Lord is saying, I want you to look at your situation with fresh eyes. Not what it is now, but through the Lord's eye. How does the Lord look at it? That's why you see someone who hates you, God says, love them. Fresh eyes say, what? And fresh eyes says, I will love them. If you still got the normal eyes, you say, hey, you know what? You hate me, I hate you too. You don't know where I come from. (laughs) But fresh eyes, says, love thine enemy. When we begin to see things like that, know what it does? It takes away the pressure. Guess where the pressure starts? The pressure starts within before it gets out. It takes the pressure out of you as an individual. Fresh eyes release you and enable you to be creative. It Enables you to walk with God. Examining the concept of fresh eyes. Let's read together. The God-given ability to look at life from God's point of view and respond in a way that will always please him. Eyes affect everything. When I say everything, that means that in our thinking, then when it comes to what we say, then what we do. What You see, fresh eyes affect us in so many ways. The first thing is whoever gets the mind gets the person. That's, that's the whole, really, that's the whole of Scripture. All Satan needed to do was to get Eve to change her mind. That's all. He didn't twist her arm. He just convinced her that something was better than what God had to say. And the results of it was, she bit of the fruit and then gave it to Adam, who knew better. I want to emphasize that. And he bit of the fruit. And their eyes were not open. They really became blind. And we were walking in darkness ever since. Our aim to encourage us to deliberately think and act from God's pattern for our daily walk, thinking it through. There are several things that we are instructed to do in maintaining fresh eyes. This time is from the Lord's perspective. And um, again, I'll go over a few, we'll pick up next week. But uh, I just wanted to at least get us started, to get us thinking about it as we go to the text, okay? As we uh, think about this, um, um, remember everything that we think, do, and say are under the watchful eyes of our Lord, our Heavenly Father, who leads us in the path of righteousness for his namesake. Everything we do, think, and say, whether you are here or walk out of that door, is under the scrutiny of God. Make sure your words and your actions Honors God. Well, pastor, you don't like me. The Lord knows my heart. There's not a person in this church that um, I dislike or have an attitude toward. That has nothing to do with it. I want the best for your life. But you need fresh eyes. Let love be without his here's his, his his god's list, okay? Let love be without hypocrisy at ad- abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. Three significant verbs were given in Paul's instructions one, be real in your intentions. It says let which means what you in control of it, it says let okay. Go, which means what? You're holding on to it, right? <laughs> this word, there's a choice here. Let, okay? So we're not dealing with any big vocabulary words, so you don't need a dictionary or anything else. I should have your attention. The word is, what was that word again? So what is it that's keeping us from letting God have his way? Because that's our responsibility, not God's. He says, let love be without hypocrisy. Don't be two-faced. It. I love you. and going to talk about you. Well, as soon as I leave you, I'll leave your presence. <laughs> no, love is consistent. You know, what's, you know what people are looking for? they're looking for some stability where when they know that you love they know that you always love regardless. Regardless. Then the whole idea the next one is be what? Be intolerant of evil. That word abhor. I'm going to put out a dumb question. No, I just not. I just qualified it with a dumb question, right? Do you like the smell of a skunk? No, I don't know what it smelled like, but I heard about. it. No, I don't like the smell of a skunk. <laughs> Why? Well, I abhor it. I don't want it around me. And the Lord says, "That's exactly the way you should feel about evil. Abhor it, hate it. That is, that is, get this now. This is a biblical response. This abhor. This is a biblical response that you are able to do." Toward people, God says, you can have that feeling. See, when you hate it, you won't practice it. When you hate it, you won't be thinking about it. When you hate it, you won't try to hide it. Why are you trying to hide something you hate? That sounds like hypocrisy to me, doesn't it? So the whole idea is that we are to abhor evil. Evil, it, and when I think about our country and where it's at, and and I want to encourage you, Tuesday, to vote. What I just say. Vote. 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 When they gave the certificates, uh, the uh, statistics as to how many believers voted compared to last year, uh, last time they voted, it was um, it was really heartbreaking. Heartbreaking vote you're voting more than just for people these people here you're bro voting for issues and everything else believers are to vote i don't like the person god take care of that vote if you abhor evil then the general idea the reason that america have stayed on top for so long Because God had blessed America. It does not mean he will continue to bless America. There are signs that America has forgotten God. And God does not owe us anything. But you know, a lot of times the reason we don't hate the things outside is because we're holding on to things inside. So we must hate the things on the inside that is not pleasing to God. So then we have a total abhorrence to the things outside. Oh, now I see what the problem is. It's not how bad the neighborhood is on the outside. It's what I'm doing on the inside that I haven't dealt with for years. If you were to write on a sheet of paper, how long would that sheet of paper be that you would write out some of the things you haven't dealt with? The Lord been talking to you for years to deal with. Well, I don't think it's evil. Let me ask you something. Will God bless it? Are you willing to say it before the saints? And that, it's not everybody's business, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You, you can show everybody what God bless you with in the hand, but you won't show what's in your heart. Wouldn't that suggest a problem? Abhor. And when the Lord says that, He said, "Let's let's do the cleaning from the inside out, not from the outside in." Some folks are good at cleaning things on the outside, but we we clean things up in this neighborhood. Folks saved. Praise God. I'm walking with Jesus. Lord said, no, you're not. No, you're not. You still won't obey me. And the key of love is obey me. If you love me, you'll do what I say. Don't tell me you love me and you disobey me. You parents... Can you imagine having a child saying, "Mom, I love you," and then you ask them to do something? Say, Who me? I'm not. <laughs> That's not me. <laughs> That's below me. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll show you below. You, you, you. <laughs> what you mean? The whole idea is this: that the Lord wants us to obey Him. And that, and, w- and that way we show that we love him. And when we show that we love him, it's clear that evil is not in control. Hate evil. Hate evil. Be committed to doing good, regardless of the challenge, even by an enemy. That's why it says, cling to what is good. Be- because what happens is, the real test is, uh, you know, the thing that gets on your last nerve. Those folks who are out to get you on the job and the, the things that irritate, the things, the hot buttons, you know where they are. You know where they are. I don't. You know where they are. And it says for you, clean. But this word clean here is holding on regardless. Not letting go. Clean. Oh, you know it's, you know clean if you slipped off the, off the, off the uh, cliff and, uh, and there's that one rope you, 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 you grabbed a hold of real quick. And you said, help. I said, do you know what the word clean is now? Yeah, I know what it is. Help. I'm clean for my life. Clean. Hold on to. In a tough time, hold on to his, uh, his unchanging hand. Clean. Well, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor, giving preference to one another. Establish an attitude and a level of commitment that will have a tremendous effect on those whom God has chosen to place in your life. Whoever God has placed in your life, he wants you to have this type of attitude toward them. Make it your business to be kindly and affectionate toward that individual. You heard me say this over and over again. People are what? People are primary. Not your programs. People are primary. You're important. And when we lose the importance of people, we we lost the importance of ministry. Remember that brotherly love have no room for selfishness. Never seen a selfish brother show brotherly love. It's it's contrary. Why? Because you see the definition of love, that love seeketh not its own. So how can you be selfish and then have brotherly love at the same time? Something wrong somewhere here. So the Lord began to lay out this this plan for us, this affectionate and this preferring others before yourself. That is so important, not lagging in diligence. Persistence, attentiveness, and thoroughness. That's what we're talking about here. Fervent, I mean, intense, eager, king in spirit. Serving the Lord. Break it out a little bit here. Diligence. Fervent. Service. Be diligent. I mean, whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord. That's why you do it. Then when it comes down to fervent, I mean... Have you ever seen somebody do it because, I mean, with a whole lot of energy? I mean, there's a whole lot of, some people do it. Have you ever seen some folks just flop it on? And then you say, just move out, of I'll, I'll take care of it. No, you would be all day on this thing, okay. But there's some folks who are fervent. There's energy behind it. They, they see what's happening. They know what needs to be done, and they're fervent. And, and then the word service Whenever you're serving, usually you don't have time to be served. That's why we are servants, and we are to serve one another. Don't have a time to be Reverend Dr. Mr. Uh, Apostle. (laughs) And then I was sharing with the guy, when I saw it on television, it really blew me away. Angel of the apostles. I said, what? No, you didn't. (laughs) No, you didn't give wings. You've know. <laughs> oh, you become an angel of a apostle. Boy, and I haven't seen anything in the scripture that says it. That? Anyway, uh, but this word service, service. One last thing. Our time is up, and we'll pick it up next week. We have all that it takes to be a blessing and glorify God or become a failure. Because we have chosen to prioritize our agenda and neglect God's call. With the clear eyes that the Lord has given us, let us choose to do the right thing. Amen. Today, you can choose not to do the right thing or to do the right thing. And what you do today leads to the ultimate as to what will happen. We are not home yet. So no, there's no, there's no flags. We're more. The Bible says we're more than conquerors to Him that love us. But there's no parades and all these other things. No, no, no. It's just one of those everyday things. Like the cup, it's the next game, the next game, the next game. Donald, are you a cup fan? No, I just, I like to just follow the games. I'm just being honest with you. And when, when the Cubs won and everything else, they had a, a certain thing where they went over that whole game. It took an hour to go over the whole game, even when the, the rain and everything else. And I sat there and watched the whole thing. And I watched the attitudes. I watched everything, the movements. I, I, I watched how the, uh, the catcher, when he uh, made a mistake, and they didn't beat him down. He picked himself up and got, and got right back into the game. Everything matters. Everybody, everyone mattered on that team. And so when they won, they rejoiced as a team. We're not home yet. And there are times when you might drop the ball. Pick it up. Quit feeling sorry for yourself. Let's get going. With clear eyes, that we we keep looking at, we keep looking at at the end game. We keep looking at what God is going to do. As we close this morning, I don't know how you've been looking at at scriptures and how you've been looking at your circumstances, but God wants us to have clear eyes. That every approach to every issue, we don't get bent out of shape and and um, And we start talking to others before we talk to God. Be still and know that I am God. Casting all your cares upon him because he cares for you. Somehow you find yourself falling short this week. There's been somewhat of a struggle in using those clear eyes. I would like to pray for you right now. Maybe you want to stand, say, hey, Don, that's, that's me. That's, that's me. That's me. I deal with the saints first before we deal with those who need clear eyes. Remember, only saints have clear eyes. Begin to go back and you begin to look at your situation and everything else, not through how I feel and how I was raised and my tradition and everything else. I go back and I look through every I look at everyone now through the eyes of Christ. I don't look at a man like Jesus Christ he didn't look at a man begging, he looked at a man who's going to be healed. Clear eyes. Lazarus is dead. No, he's not. He's just asleep. We don't understand this. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Lazarus come forth. Oh, now they see. Had you only been here, the Lazarus wouldn't have died. Oh, he, he'll, he'll rise again. Oh, I know, Lord. And in the last days, he'll be raised up. No, no, no. You don't understand. You get a little bit of clear eyes here. In the resurrection, no, no, no. I am the resurrection. And he that believed me, though he may die, yet shall he live. Clear eyes. You're gonna be faced before you probably walk out of this church with some issues in life where you need some need to have some clear eyes. And it's gonna require where you what you are within. Because it's gonna depend how you operate without. My prayer for you. God, open my eyes. I want to see Jesus. Let's bow. Father God, I just want to thank you for the saints of God who are honest with themselves, not down ragged, but honest with themselves about this whole situation. And as we wrap things up, as we just kind of put a hold on it, help us Lord to begin to look at your word and to begin to look at life. Looking at the plan that you have with clear eyes. Understanding that we're more than conquerors to him that love us. We have everything working for our good. Thank you, Lord. That even if we do fall, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just. To cleanse us of our sins and wash us, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so, Lord, I I just pray right now for each one of the saints and some of the things, some of the adjustment that needs to happen. And because as they make the adjustment, Lord, it will affect their character. In this area, greatest your faithfulness. Then there might be one who do not know Christ as their Savior. I pray, Lord, that they realize that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died on the cross of Calvary for their sins. And all they had to do is ask Christ to come into their life and realize they are a sinner, can't save themselves, and believe that he died for their sins and can wash away their sins today just by asking. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I can't save myself. Come to my life right now. And Lord, we know that you will in no wise cast them out. So thank you for what you're going to do. Great is your faithfulness. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, amen. Amen.